0: The DI Guys Podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdall hi this is Chris Carlson and welcome to this edition of the di guys podcast I'm here with my co-host and good friend Mike Coggle Mike what's
1: shaking in Denver today same thing as always Chris sunny and hot Um, no rain in the forecast I know we always do weather. we have every single podcast it's gonna be a hundred today close to a record fire dangers are high I did read a cool interesting article about Denver Colorado this morning totally weather aside we are now the second most gentrified city in America, whatever that means. I guess that means you make people leave neighborhoods and go somewhere else so that other people can move in and build high-rises. That's what's going on in Denver. That seemed to be the headline story this morning. But other than that, summer's rolling along and things are good, considering uh, the the state that we're all in, as they say. So what about you in the Pacific Northwest? Uh, We in Seattle
0: have gotten a lot of interesting publicity with the whole Chaz and Chop situation, which kind of now behind us. But it's still interesting times. And, and to your point is, politically, we're in a very unique situation in this country. No matter what side of the aisle you're on, it's it certainly is interesting.
1: Well, Chris, if you do remember, remember where I lived in Seattle when I first moved there in
0: 1987? I'm guessing, Mike, that it was within three or four blocks of
1: Chop. I lived really close to the to, to actually Broadway or whatever that street was. I think it is on Cap Hill, just a few just a couple blocks down. So, I might have been pretty close to the neighborhood uh, in 1987. It so would, have that would have been interesting to say the least.
0: Uh, it would be interesting to see if Mike Cogno still lived there. If he was in the chop zone, how you would have handled that?
1: We don't need to have that. Just let's get started. I, uh,
0: it was really interesting. I was looking at a couple of reports recently, and that was the Genry. 2019 Individual Disability Insurance Study, and then the numbers for LIMRA for 2019. And obviously there's loads and loads of data, but the thing that really struck me as I was looking at the carriers and how much business they were writing, how much business that Northwestern Mutual writes, and it's $84 million in 2019, given the fact that they don't do any brokerage, it's just their internal agency force, and they did 77,000 policies. So Mike, you've been in many, many cities, and you've been in the brokerage world for a long time. I mean, that's an astonishing number. Why do you think that, that they're able to do that much business when even the brokerage carriers can't approach those numbers?
1: This one word, training. One word: training. What Northwestern Mutual has done phenomenally well throughout all the change. Companies, even my old company, Principal, which I still Principal Financial went from you know mutual to publicly traded. All of the carriers that got in and out of the businesses, out of the actual disability insurance business, the training sort of died with a lot of carriers over time. Whether you were brokerage carrier like Provident Power, and Unum or just a proprietary field force like Northwestern Mutual, I would say the one thing that's never changed in the world at Northwestern Mutual's world specifically is they train and they train well because you can't write with, I don't know how big their field force is. I would have to guess 14,000. I don't know, 12, 14, but the brokerage world is infinite. We both know that it meaning not totally infinite, but there's so many brokers out there that could actually sell income protection with their proprietary field force doing 76,000 policies in a year. The only thing that I can say that's different about them versus everybody else is training. So let's talk about training for just a couple minutes, Chris.
0: I'd like to make a comment and then ask you a question. And so here's my comment. And this is something that that you and I did a lot back in the day when we were with Provident. We had a, a course called DIMAC. And basically, that was a training course. And, and depending upon how creative you were, I know that in my agency, I had one one particular course for individual DI, you know, one for business products and then one for multi-life, even multi-life back in the 80s. And so my, my point being is, is that I was conducting those sessions. And then my competitor, at Paul Revere, had a like training program that he was promoting and then my competitor at Unum had a like program that he was promoting. And those were the main three. And that's not to say that the, the other other carriers out there weren't doing it. But the top three, we were training, 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 and training. And guess what? We wrote a crap pot full of business. So, you know, obviously, it was a big part of what we did growing up in this business. My, So here's my, that's my statement. Here's my question. Why is it? That the people and the professionals that are left in this industry have basically, other than Northwestern Mutual, just abdicating actually doing training.
1: It's a great question, Chris. Let's, um here, I, less I digress. What's the biggest conversation about COVID right now in 2020? School starting in the fall around the country. Fair? It's yep. Dominating the news every night. Why do they say that? What do children need? Let's, t- let's take education and call it training right? Training, education, training and education. And they're saying fundamentally that if they just sit in front of a computer all day long, that it's going to be bad for everybody. One from a mental health perspective. And number two, number two is just from their whole socialization of growing up. That is training. When people tell me, you know what, I'm so busy, I don't have time. We have to reflect for a moment on the time that we have technology was supposed to make our life easier. Would you say that's absolutely the case today when someone says, Chris, I don't have time to see you for 15 or 20 minutes?
0: It certainly has eaten up a lot of our time. We, we go down rabbit holes with this,
1: quote, technology, well, access to technology, I would say. That's my point is you and I know we did this. We did a summit in May, and it was virtual, and it was wildly successful, but we were still at least face-to-face on a screen i tell people now if you're so busy you're not attached to a desk with a telephone line anymore you don't have to sit there and wait for the all important call you can be on your way to tahiti and receive an all important call so that being said training is often talked about i go to idis every year i go to symposiums for disability insurance specifically, even on the NAFA nationals, when conferences and things, when we talk about disability insurance, everybody says the one thing that's not happening anymore, and what I'd like to see more of is what, Chris, what do they say? Training. But then who does it?
0: Very few, Mike, very few.
1: I mean, part of the reason we're doing what we're doing today is about training and selling disability insurance. If I didn't think that everybody needed disability insurance, I probably wouldn't still be in this business. I would be retired. I can't go fishing or golf every day. And I don't do either one that well. So I'm here doing this. But I got to tell you, it, it, the importance of income protection and disability insurance is unbelievable to me. And, and somehow it got into my blood. It got into my system. You know, you become a lover of life insurance, a lover of disability insurance a lover of risk protection in general, and when you know that people are taking care of, you feel good. How do you get there? That's the big question. Everybody says, well, you've got this guy that's a doc writer, or this gal that's a doc rider. They didn't get there by themselves. They didn't wake up in the morning and go, Chris, I'm going to start selling disability insurance to residents today. We'll just use that as, the, as, as an example. I'm just going to start selling it today. What do they all have in common from somewhere, someplace? What do they all, and you and I know lots of these types of producers, what do they all have in common from the beginning of time?
0: Somebody taught them how to sell DI.
1: Somebody taught them how to sell DI until the point that they were so comfortable. They said, you know what? First, they typically would say, thank you. This is this is kind of cool. This is good. And the second thing they would say is, I got this. And when someone says, I got this, whether it's a child, an adult, or anybody else, you know what they mean. I can go do this, and I'm excited about it. I got this. I can do it. That's where we need to get with disability insurance. We have hundreds of thousands of agents, whether you're a risk protection planner, whether you're a risk management person, whether you're an asset accumulator, the end of the day, it's all financial services. Whether you're working in a bank and you're doing financial services, it's all financial services. How do you talk income protection without training? And that's a question I have for you. How do you do it without training?
0: I don't think that you can because if you don't, if you're not trained, you're going to say the wrong things to the wrong person at the wrong time, way too often, and that puts everybody in a precarious position.
1: I couldn't agree more. You know, we always use we use a fair number of analogies, and typically they're sports related. And of course, you know how I loved basketball, but that's just it. Is basketball? It's still a fundamental sport. It's not overly complicated to teach, which I'm teaching a daughter now who. Likes to sing and dance, but she's also a fairly tall young lady at 12. And she's a little bit interested. So, the, of course, the basketball hoop goes up. My point is, is you know what, it's easy to show her how to take a quick little jump shot and get her elbow in and do things fundamentally correct, not throw a cheesy behind-the-back pass for the first time ever. So what she's learning is fundamentals. What are those fundamentals? Two-handed chest pass, bounce pass, dribble without looking, my point is simple things that are, that are once they're ingrained, they can stay with you forever. They'll stay with you for the rest of your life. Chris, have you ever seen anybody forget how to ride a bike?
0: <laughs> no.
1: Well, I, I asked that question. I know you would I I'm glad you laughed because my daughter who recently, my younger daughter recently learned how to ride a bike and she wanted to know what she was going to do in the winter because she was afraid that if she didn't ride her bike in the winter, She wouldn't remember how to ride it next spring. So I had to ask her, I said, but the funny thing is, is in the winter you ski and you haven't forgotten how to ski and you'll be able to get down the mountain in the winter and you won't forget how to ride your bicycle in the spring. And she's like, okay, I get that. Total confidence now that you know what, when springtime comes after a long summer of riding bike, when spring comes next year, 2021, she's now confident and comfortable knowing She's going to get on that bike and be able to pedal off and not have to start from scratch with the balance piece and the pedaling and learning how to put on a brake. That's how I look at training for everything is from the eyes of a nine-year-old or an eight-year-old. Why not learn a product that one benefits everybody? I say the only things about disability insurance and training is this. What you have to be trained to do is educate the client simply in people terms, not insurance terms. That's part of the training. And then two is allow the client the opportunity to say yes. And you've heard me say that more than once, Chris, allow the client the opportunity to say yes and let them spend their money where they want to. You shouldn't spend their money for them. You should guide them as to where they're going to spend their money. If you don't give them the opportunity to say yes when it comes to income protection, I don't think that your service to that client is fully done or you haven't rendered all the services that are available that you have to that client. That's why training for income protection is so important. You and I have had this conversation over and over and over. It is the bottom of the pyramid, right? Don't you agree? It's the bottom of the pyramid. What argument is left as to why you're not going to start at the bottom of the pyramid when it comes to income protection and financial planning and do it in the order in which it's supposed to happen?
0: You know, Mike, they're great they're great points. And I want I want to take the bike riding analogy a step further. I'm guessing that, that you were out there with your daughter when she had the desire to start riding a bike. In other words, she had a trainer, if you will, to say, okay, here's what you got to do. And you were there to balance her and make sure she course corrected. And, and you continued to train until you got to the point where there were no training wheels, you weren't holding the back of the seat, she just took off. And that's what we're really talking about here. Who is that trainer for You know, all the agents and advisors out there? And it it's not like it has to be you know, a 12 month course, 24 month course, but just do something. And I think that's the real challenge that carriers have and brokers, general agents have is to get back into that, helping people ride a bike. Um, because when we do that, to your point, Mike, they never forget. And then they will do it over and over and over again, but we got to get them started. And I think that is really the challenge uh, that our industry has is to get more people starting having conversations regarding the importance of income protection.
1: Chris, you just hit the nail on the head, and let's finish my daughter's bicycle ride. Because you know what? She's a hardhead. Like Because her last name is Cogdell, she's a hardhead. And she decided that, and she should have been riding a bike three years ago, honest to gosh. But she decided that, you know what, at the beginning of the summer, she was going to ride a bike because her friends could do it, and she was tired of being left out. She was going to do it on her own. How long do you think that lasted?
0: Only a couple of tumbles, and it was like, Dad, can you help me?
1: Chris comes in the house and goes, all right, this time I need help. So you are exactly right. The rest, without repeating ourselves a hundred times, was the the training wheels off, the holding. this You remember well. Your kids are older. You remember holding them from the back, hardly balancing them anymore, which they think that you're totally having them. They're kind of doing it on their own. And the next thing you know, they're off and peddling and a little wobbly, but great. That's exactly what we need to do. We need to take anybody, regardless of age, regardless of experience in this industry, and let's talk about, like, I'm not too good for that, or I don't want to do that, or it's too complicated. You need to come into this with an open mind and an open slate, as far as your head goes. Just, it's Disability insurance isn't complicated. Income protection itself is not hard to underwrite. You know, I always used to tell people, I had friends that would do non-qualified deferred compensation and spend seven months on a single case and get it done. And then they'd look at me and say, disability is too complicated. And I would describe, <laughs> uh, you had nine attorneys in a room and three CPAs, four other advisors, and you worked on this thing for months. And then you look at me and go, Mike, disability insurance is just too complicated. You know, I always tell people, you don't know what you don't know. This is an easy, fundamental sport that anybody that's in financial services can do and do well. And I think, you know, even to toot my horn and your own horn, That's okay. I'm going to do it this way. We have an income protection academy that we have created and developed to help anybody sell disability insurance, not one when a client calls and says, I want it, but to get to the point where you sell it routinely. Ask every client that you have about income protection and be comfortable doing it. So would you elaborate there for just a second as well?
0: Yeah, Mike, and I'm glad you brought that up because I think it's uh, a lot of people are talking the talk, but not very many people are walking the talk. And that's one of the reasons why we did create the Income Protection Academy to help agents take advantage of technology, i.e. we have over 80 lessons that are on our portal. And then, you know, we have monthly coaching calls and office hours to talk about specific cases for people. So it's, it's really, it's the training that the industry needs. And whether you're an individual who's interested in it Or you're a carrier who's interested in providing it to agents or you're a VGA who wants to provide it to your agents. It's, it's ready for prime time. So it's just a matter of, you know, people actually taking that next step and say, you know what? Let's do some more training. Let's do that. And it, it's not like, you know, you have to do a thousand agents or something. You know, maybe it's one person or maybe it's 21 people, but we're there for the industry. And I know that, uh, having somebody like you, with your unique perspective is such a, is really the icing on the cake for this particular program.
1: Chris, where would I find information on that?
0: And they can go to uh, the D I coach.net and it's right. It's prominent there. And there's also a link uh, from our website on the D I guys podcast that
1: they can get more information uh, if they're interested. Because I really think Chris, and there's an appetite for this because you and I, I, I will say concocted a summit. Put it together, start having a conversation like we normally do. Actually, started from our podcast that we're doing right at this very minute. And there must be an appetite for an interest in selling income protection because I believe we had over 1,300 participants in our summit in May. That's so there has to be an appetite out there. And that was with, what, four weeks, basically, of marketing because um, we concocted this thing up in, what, the end of April when we were doing it by the middle of the end of May.
0: Yep. I, I would agree, Mike. I would agree. And I hope people will go to either of those websites and get more information if they're interested in uh, participating in some form of training.
1: You know, again, if you're a young Northwestern mutual agent or an old one, hats off to you. 76,000 policies. And did you say $84 million in premium? Yep. Which is a heck of a lot more than just about anybody else, I would I would guess, Chris. More than anybody but you. So what I would say is my hat's off to that organization and what they're currently doing. And whatever you're doing, don't stop it. For all the rest of us, Chris, let's try to catch up to what somebody's doing well and doing right.
0: Perfect, Mike. Hey, Mike, I appreciate your time today. Great, great talking with you, and we'll talk to you soon. Chris, enjoy your weekend, and
1: thank you.